You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 139. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I want to talk about asking for help and the importance of receiving support. Now, think about that right now. How often do you ask for support when you would benefit from it? How easy is it for you to ask someone for help, ask someone for a favor, seek out support, whether it be from a friend, a loved one, or a professional, when you know that it's going to support you in your life? It is very common for people to resist support, to avoid support, and deny support altogether. So I want to break down in this episode the art of receiving. And this will be especially useful for you and for your clients if you're someone who is a giver by nature. If you generally put a lot of your energy and efforts on helping others, maybe sometimes at the expense of helping yourself. Now, I want to start with a story that happened recently on the trip that I I went on to Vegas. When I was coming back from Vegas, I was with my partner and we were waiting for the, we were waiting at the gate for the plane to start allowing passengers in. And right as we were called to enter the plane, I, I had some food with me. So I went over to the trash can and I put the bag of food in the trash and then I got onto the plane. And then as I was on the plane and as other people were making their way on as well, I realized as I was going through my things that I was missing a pair of sunglasses and they were a nice pair of sunglasses. They were an expensive pair of sunglasses. And I was trying to think where I had left them. I kept searching through my bag thinking they have to be with me. But then I realized in that moment that I had put my sunglasses into the food bag. (laughs) And that food bag is now in the trash. So here I was sitting on the plane. It was about to finish boarding. And I I was faced with an interesting decision because my immediate thought was, oh, well, I'm just going to lose out on these sunglasses. Even though I know where they are, uh, I'm just going to let it go. And, oh, well, that's just a waste. But then I thought, what if, though, I do get up, I make my way to the front of the plane, and I do ask if I could go get the sunglasses. Like, what? what's the worst thing that would happen? I just get told no. And then at that point, I would just sit down and accept that my sunglasses are gone. So I thought, you know what, let me, let me give this a shot. And I found it very interesting that my initial, my initial reaction, again, was just to accept defeat and say, oh, well, there's no way I can get these sunglasses back. But I pushed through that initial resistance I had. I got up, 
And I made my way to the front of the plane and I, I, met, I explained what had happened to one of the flight attendants. And I asked if I could quickly step outside of the plane to go pick up the sunglasses. I said they were somewhere by the, the gate. And I was told, unfortunately, once you are boarded onto the plane, you're not able to leave and come back on. So I said, all right, I totally understand. Is there any way that someone would be able to check to see if the sunglasses are there? And to my surprise, I was told that, yes, one of the flight attendants would be able to step outside and check for my sunglasses. And I said, okay, here's the deal, though. (laughs) The sunglasses are in a food bag, and the food bag is already placed in the trash. I said, it's just placed right on top of the trash. It wasn't shoved deep inside. So she said, okay, I'll go look around, and I'll see what I can do. So I was standing towards the f- the front of the plane and I was anxious thinking, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if she's going to find them because there's plenty of different <laughs> trash bins and you know, the, the plane has almost been filled up with, with passengers and I'm sure that they have to stay on schedule. So after a few moments, I assume that probably she wasn't able to find them. But I asked another flight attendant, I said, is there any way that you could page or call the flight attendant who stepped off the plane to get my sunglasses just so that I could tell her exactly what trash bin it's in? And she said, no, we're not able to get in touch with her, but hang tight and let's see what happens. So a couple minutes later, this flight attendant scurries back, holding my sunglasses in her hand. <laughs> and I was so so grateful. I thanked her. I said, you are such a blessing. I appreciate you so much. She said, it's okay. I had to dig through three different trash bins, but I was able to find the the sunglasses in the third bin. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so, so much. So I, I got my sunglasses. I went back to my seat. And on that ride home, it made me reflect more on the the tendency we have to not ask for help. Because my initial tendency was I'm, I'm just not going to get my sunglasses back. I've lost them. Even though there was someone that was willing to retrieve them for me. And it made me think about in our lives how there are many different situations where we could get what we want. We could move forward. We could achieve our goals only if we ask for support. And not just ask for our, for support, but ask for good support and allow ourselves to receive it. So there are some reasons why people resist asking for support. One of the concepts that we go into a lot of depth on in the academy is the concept that we call the mask. And the mask refers to different false identities and illusions that we present to the world to preserve our self-image, to try to avoid judgment. And some of the most common masks do revolve around people not asking support. For example, one mask that people often wear is the independent mask. And this is definitely one that I've had to work on over the years. The independent mask is when you project this image like you're able to take full care of yourself, you're self-sufficient, and you don't need to ask anyone for help because that would be considered a sign of weakness or dependency. But the cost of this, of course, is you limit yourself from being able to move your life forward at times when you really would benefit from having the support of another person. 
Another common mask that people often wear is the caretaker mask or the giver mask. And I find especially in the coaching industry, a lot of people that are drawn to coaching often come from career paths where they are they are paid and sometimes in, paid very well to caretake for others. A lot of people come from nursing backgrounds, education backgrounds, social work backgrounds, and they come into coaching. And when we go over different exercises in the academy, it's often a common one that we hear come from coaches is you have this part of you that focuses so much on meeting the needs of others. And because you focus so much on taking care of others, you might find it challenging to ask for help because you're so accustomed to being the person who helps others and provides the support. So if you do have the caretaker mask or the giver mask, then you may find it difficult to switch roles and be the receiver. So I realized that it was my independence mask that was what caused my initial tendency to just stay in my seat and not ask if anyone could go get my sunglasses. And it it required me to put that mask down and have a quick moment where I reminded myself that it's okay to ask for support. It's not only okay, but there are people out there that are often willing to assist you. Think about this right now. If you have some kind of goal in your life or you're looking to move forward or navigate something, maybe you want to, you're thinking of changing careers or you're looking to achieve a health goal, whatever it could be, so often we, we get ourselves overwhelmed and doubtful and anxious and we just default to saying, well, I guess I'm stuck. I guess I failed. I guess I can't do it. Rather than banging your head against the wall and telling yourself that you're stuck, what if instead you paused and you threw your hands into the sky and said, where can I receive support? How can I allow myself to receive support right now? And I remember when I was thinking of starting my coaching business years ago, a a really incredible mentor of mine shared something so powerful with me. She said that when she asked me first, she said, listen, do you have a big mission? Do you have a big mission to inspire and help a lot of people and transform people's lives? And I said, yes, I have a big mission. And she said, well, here's the thing. If you have a big mission, you need big support. And you deserve the best support that you can possibly get. And that was a moment where so many things opened up for me. I realized that one of the reasons I was struggling at an earlier phase of my coaching business is I was trying to muscle through everything on my own. I was trying to figure out all the different pieces. I was trying to figure out how to market and how to sell and how to coach just by doing it all independently. I was reading books on my own. I was taking self-study courses on my own. And I felt like I was making progress until I threw myself into the arena, like the real world of running a coaching business, and I faced struggle after struggle after struggle. And I realized that when I can surrender and when I could receive support that's right in front of me, when I could get access to proven coaching frameworks and proven step-by-step business resources and uh strategies that it takes away so much of the unnecessary stress. And also it takes away so much time that would be wasted trying to figure things out on your own. So I want you to think in your life right now, if you were to expand your comfort level for receiving support, 
what would that look like? What would it look like for you? Because we all have a comfort level, right? For some, it might be, I'm okay asking someone, maybe it's like, I'm okay asking one question, but that's enough. I don't want to become a burden. A common concern people have around asking for support is you think that you are becoming a burden to others. I know in the academy, we've had this happen sometimes with some of our students where a few times we've had students who will raise their hand and then they will like shy away and they'll say, you know what? I don't want to keep raising my hand. I feel like I'm taking up too much time or I feel like I am asking too much. And I, I have to say, listen, this is why you're here. This is why you're here to receive all the support you could possibly want. And in the academy, one of our features is we have lifetime support and access to our program, meaning when a student gets certified, the door stays open. They can continue to receive support for as long as they want. If it means reattending training modules, if it means getting continued mentorship, if it means getting more business questions answered. We mean it when we say lifetime support. And this sometimes, it could be startling to someone who is not so used to asking for support and receiving such a high level of support. So even just when you're exposed to an environment where you are given such tremendous support, it could be a bit scary to that smaller, fearful version of you that wears that mask that tells you it's not okay to receive support, right? It could even the things that sometimes we want, we might and know will benefit us, we might resist because we're afraid of how it threatens the false illusion we've presented to the world thus far. We're afraid of how it's going to threaten the mask that we've worn. It's like, what if I really do put down my giving and caretaking mask? What if I do put down my independence mask and allow myself to receive? Then what? And sometimes even that fear, even the unknown, when the unknown is going to be a good thing, it's still an unknown. So therefore, there's some fear that we might have around it. One of the other things to know about receiving support is that many people think that it is selfish or just very self-serving. Like, why should, why do I deserve to receive support when I could be focusing on others? And here's what I've learned to be true. When you receive support, when you take care of yourself, when you allow yourself to accept support in whatever form or help, you fill up your cup and you have more to then give back to others. So when you don't receive support, when you don't allow yourself to receive, you have less to give. You have a lot less that you can give back to others. So if you are someone that is caring, like for example, if you care about making a big impact in your career and you care about sharing your gifts with others, if you want to transform lives, then in order to really do that to the fullest capacity, you want to make sure you are receiving the support that will give you the tools, the, the assurance, the confidence, the guidance, the mentorship, so that way you can really create that impact and create that service that you want to offer to others. One of the other downsides when you don't receive support is you eventually burn yourself out. You exhaust yourself. When you're focusing so much on giving or you're focused on muscling through everything on your own, eventually that's just going to lead to your own exhaustion. So it's crucial. It's not even an option in your life of, oh, do I need support? It's really a matter of, and I want this to really 
sink in for for many of you. It's not a matter of if you need support. The real question is, when will you allow yourself to receive the support that you know that you need? Receiving support does not mean that you are inadequate or broken or flawed. It simply means that you are a human. It means that you care about people. You care about people because you care about yourself and you know that you, when you're able to give you what you need, you're able to also provide an overflow, that love, that compassion, that enthusiasm to others. So think about right now, where in your life could you receive more support? I want to go over as well some of the different limiting rules that people often have around receiving support. Some of those, these I've touched on a little bit. I want to share with you the common limiting rules, but also what's really true. One limiting rule that people often have is the idea that you need to work hard for everything that you want. (laughs) This is one I'm laughing because it's the laugh of recognition. This is one I carried for a long time. You might think that it's bad to receive something that you didn't struggle to obtain. So this is that classic idea, like it's you have to struggle and work hard to be successful. So even when there are resources out there that could make your life 10 times easier, you might have this rule like, no, I need to work hard. I need to really work for it, right? Like recently, I this past year, I've gotten back into tennis and tennis, like any sport, there's a lot There's a lot that goes into it. And right away, when I was getting back into it, I said, you know what? Because now it took me a while to to start to shut off this independent mask that I carried for such a long time. But it's so cool now. It's one of the most things I'm proud of in terms of the growth I've had over the past decade is that right when I'm trying to learn something new, my, my immediate reaction is much more likely to be, how can I get support? (laughs) Instead of, oh, well, how can I muscle through this on my own? So right when I started to get back into tennis, I thought, okay, I got to find a coach right now who can help me. And every week over this past year for the several months, I've been meeting with my tennis coach and it's been incredible to see how I've been able to grow. In fact, the league I've been on right now, we just won first place in our tennis league, which has been amazing. And I definitely credit that success, a lot of that credit to the the coaching that I got and also me opening myself up to receive that support. So again, that limiting rule is this idea like you need to work hard for everything you want. Now, I believe that you don't need to work hard. Every I believe instead that goals do require effort, but you don't have to suffer and struggle your way through. One of the most common limiting rules people have is the idea like suffering is required in life. Many people are taught that you have to suffer in order to succeed. What if that's not true, right? What if you didn't need to suffer? What if suffering was optional? What if instead of suffering, you can allow yourself to receive support to make things 10 times simpler? This doesn't mean that it's going to get, it's going to be easy and it won't require any effort of you. It just means that you won't have to suffer and drag yourself every step of the way. Another common limiting belief people have around receiving support is this idea that you will forever be indebted to people that support you or you need to return that favor right away. I want you to understand something that maybe you're not considering. 
Because a lot of people hesitate to ask others for help because they think, oh gosh, now I'm, I'm inconveniencing this person. I'm going to overwhelm that person. The truth is there are people out there right now who want to provide support for you. They want to do it. So when you don't receive that support, when they want to offer it, but you're like, you know what? I know I could benefit from it and I'm not going to take it. You're like cutting off this energetic cycle, right? Like you are, you're preventing it from occurring. So you are, there's a natural cycle in our world of giving and receiving. And when you fail to ask for support or you, or you decline support from someone else that you know could benefit you, then you are interrupting this natural cycle of giving and receiving. So the next time you need support and someone offers to help you out, or, you know, someone just shows up and says, hey, like, I'd love to help you in this thing. What if instead of automatically turning it down, you said, you know what, what if this is just part of the natural cycle of life and this is my time to receive? Because you're likely already someone that gives and the universe is giving you sometimes clues. It's like, hey, now is your time to receive. There have been many times when I've talked with people who have said, you know what, I have so much debt. I have so many loans and I, you know, I have, and I have this family member or I have this person in my life who's been offering to help me out and like provide me with some money, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that to them. And I find that really interesting. And it's something I think that comes from what we're talking about in this episode here. It's like when you have people that show up and they are offering support and you know you would benefit from it, you allow them to also get something by giving them the opportunity to give you the support that you know that you want. A lot of people, by giving you the support that you need, them being able to provide that to you is you returning the favor. I'll say that one more time. Them being able to provide you the support is you returning the favor because they want, it gives them a sense of fulfillment and a sense of maybe even purpose in their life to know that they are helping someone else out. But if you're saying, you know, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I want to take your support. Now you're not just sabotaging you, but you're also disrupting their own process of being, being able to have fulfillment from helping someone else out. So it's a lose-lose when you decline support when it's available to you instead of it being a win-win where someone feels really good by helping another person out and then you feel amazing because you're receiving support. So when you receive, you are giving someone else the opportunity to give. And how beautiful is that? The final thing I want to say is that you might have this fear around receiving support because you're worried that it means that you are a failure or that you're desperate. You might think, it means that there's something wrong with me and I'm weak. It means that I'm I'm not strong to be able to do something because now I need to ask for help. These are all just random, unnecessary garbage thoughts that you don't need to have. (laughs) I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes that's going to totally shatter this concern if you feel like asking for support means that you're weak. And it is one of the foundational beliefs that I have. And the belief, the thought is, success requires support, failure we can do alone. Success requires support, 
failure we can do alone. Now think about that for a moment, right? Failure we can do alone. We can fail on our own, but if you want to be successful, if you want to be extraordinary, it just requires you receiving support. And I like to think sometimes when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? So if there's some kind of goal or dream you have right now, then there's probably already some form of support that's right in front of your face. And the only thing that's preventing you from receiving it is you. So you just need to give yourself that permission and know that you don't only, you don't only uh, deserve to have that support, but you are worthy of receiving the best support that you can possibly receive. You are worthy of receiving the best support you can possibly receive. All right, that's what I got for this episode on receiving support. Thanks for listening. Before we finish, I'm going to include a snippet that will share one of the stories of one of our coaches inside the academy so you can learn from their experience. So enjoy their story, and I will see you on the next episode. I'm a licensed therapist, but now I'm also a certified coach. So that just opened all kinds of doors for me, right? So now I'm not limited to the state that I work in. I can see clients all over the world online or I could travel and see them. It's really just completely expanded my life. The truth for me is I I used to have a pretty heavy duty resentment towards coaches because going through the graduate programs I've had to go through were very um, grueling and very, very expensive and extensive training was involved. And then I went to several actually you know, relationship workshops and these were led by relationship coaches mm-hmm. and I realized I could do what they were doing but they were coaches they weren't licensed um, therapists I think I would have done it a lot earlier if I didn't have that resentment that I had which I'm completely over now because I totally get it now there's so much more you can do as a coach when you're in a psychology program and you're getting your master's even your doctorate they don't teach you how to run a business they don't teach you how to attract clients you know they just don't teach you any of that they certainly don't teach you how to speak in front of people when i really looked into it i just knew that it was just you know how sometimes you just get an intuitive hit that's what happened i just got an intuitive hit and i I will never look back i have no regrets (laughs) So now I actually have, how many do I have now? I have five clients that are in Canada that I'm able to see online Mm -hmm. from right here, from my (laughs) dining room. And that's just incredible. You know, traditionally therapy, Mm -hmm. people come in, you see them for an hour and they pay you. Mm -hmm. I was able to give myself a tremendous raise and I'm making, oh, I, I would say four or five times as much than I was prior wow. to attending. That's, you know, you're worth it. It's the program is absolutely worth it. I mean it when I say there's just nothing to lose. Just do it. Just do it. I seriously would recommend this to anybody that's considering it. I can't think of any reason not to. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. 
Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.